Welcome to Monkey and Frank. My name is Doe and my body's Dom and I am tired. And what I'm tired of, I have to admit, is the way I feel. Like I'm tired not being able to handle chaos and I explode just like my daughter. It's so crazy how my daughter is like me. When she gets upset at something that I'm doing, for example, uh, let's say uh, I'm filling up a cup of water and then she turns around the corner and she says, I want to fill, I wanted to fill up that cup of water for you, but because I'm halfway there now, she starts crying right away because she wanted to fill up the entire cup. That's something that she wanted. And as soon as she wants something, she explodes right away. The same way as I do. When I want her to just wash her hands, brush her teeth, go to bed, any little freaking want, right away I start huffing and puffing. And then I think of spirituality, I think of mother, and I take a deep breath. And I go back to being calm. And then a second, two seconds passes. And then I start getting flustered again. I say, please, wash your hands. You got this. And she is clearly not wanting to do that right. She wants to do something else. So she continues doing that something else. It's something that I would do, obviously. Everybody would do that, right? If, <laughs> But now because you have children, there are rules or whatever that society my wife psychology you know and i see it in myself every single time that i that i got pushed around let's say by my mom because she was a very dominant person i closed in a little bit more i closed in a little bit more and i i tried less you know i tried a little bit less and now i see the same thing with my daughter but you guys know we're in the same boat like there's no way that you can let them be free because then they'll become little brats and you know like <laughs> what we're seeing right now with the millennials or even like people like me i'm gen whatever i'm 38 years old but i see it in myself like i was never beaten like my dad punished me three times uh, when it came to uh, slapping me. And I saw my dad angry like four, five, ten times max. Like he's such a patient man. But my mom, oh boy, that's where the balance was. My mom would blow a fuse every two seconds when I was young. It was crazy, like super short fuse. And that's where I get it. And <laughs> it's genes, right? I First I, I blamed her. And then I blamed spirituality and God. Like, why did you put me in that situation where now I'm stuck with a short fuse and somebody that can't just stay calm? And then I see it in my daughter, and she was born like that. Or, you know, was I really, is my energy, like, absorbed? Like, am I the cause of her little explosions the same way as my mom is? Like, but the thing is about that is, same with my mom. Beautiful story. So my mom, very loving person, but the way she grew up with like Pepsi, 
cigarettes like it was a commercial like you know have a good cigarettes in the morning and have a pepsi and like so i grew up when my when i my mom had me uh, she uh, smoked cigarettes her entire time and the doctor said like don't quit because it might put your body into shock and you might like hurt the baby that way so they encouraged or they they said to continue smoking and then the second thing is and breastfeeding was not a popular thing back then for them in Canada. The way that it worked is in 1981 when I was born is the mother would give birth and then the baby would be taken away and ta being taken care of by the nurse while the mother rested because the mother needed to have her strength back. But back then in hospitals you could smoke, right? And I grew up around cigarette. It was insanity. I yeah, <laughs> it was insanity like the way when we would go from places to places in the van the both my parents would smoke and they would not like they would just open up the windows a little bit because it'd be cold in winter and uh, it'd be the kind of smokers where like the fingers would be yellow they smoke so much um but yeah my mom my mom's journey she was uh a very high stress high energy person who had a passion for cleaning the house had to be in perfect order they could not be a paper out of place uh, and we even had a maid for a while so she was very hardworking, but very loving in terms of giving me kisses showing me um, how to cry and even though I, I I develop a fear of crying. She was always very encouraging about crying, very encouraging about sharing your feelings and sharing and caring, but she didn't take any bullshit. If I would get upset at anything, she would grab me by the arms, by her nail, and be like, that's it, that's enough. And there was no if, ands, or breath about it. So I really closed in in terms of making decision and getting outside of my comfort zone, right? I stayed inside because she was a very protective woman as well. I could go to her for all of my cries. And I see that my daughter does that too, where she says, I want to be upset. I want to be upset. And I feel sad. I feel sad. And how do you snap out of it? I can't even snap myself. Well, I can now with spirituality. But how do you teach spirituality to a kid? Like I tell her about God. I tell her about when you hurt your brother, it really hurts yourself. And when you help, it's like giving a gift and all these things, right, about opening up your heart. And still she hates her brother or you see moments, though, where she really loves them. But most of the time, if she's dancing... The brother cannot be around. If she's eating, she, the brother cannot be beside her. It's just... And there's no amount of teaching. It's very, it's very much a paradox, right? So let's continue with my mother. My mother um, had my older sister first and then a year and a half after me. So my sister and I were really close. And my mom, back in the day, because cleaning the house and being responsible and having a nice household was more important than playing with your kids, they basically, me and my sister, grew up in front of television. And I was thinking a lot about that in the last few days, on how that messed me up so much. Like, just, there was a movie that my sister and I watched, and I don't remember with whom we watched it, with my cousin or whatever, but it was about 
a family with a daughter who had fib uh, cystic fibrosis and she you know it's it's a crazy disease and she dies and it's very much about like uh, coughing and my daughter got croup uh, the other day and it sounded like like that like it brought me trauma I started to cry when I heard that sound and it really reminded me of that movie which is it's a great movie you know to listen to it maybe as a teenager to kind of show like the reality of disease and the suffering that there is in life but for me like i think i saw it at six like it was insane and same with like uh there's another movie that came up and it was uh Martyr. that's a french movie about a girl that uh, gets beaten by her mom and in the end dies and the mom gets you know, taking the prison. I think it's based on a true story and it's from Montreal or whatever. But still, like, so fucking traumatic. Like, insane how much a... how much data there is in front of a television that can traumatize a person, like, so quickly and so efficiently and so fast and at the same time can bring a lot of wonders and creativity and you know uh, teachings but what a dangerous device like uh, the tv you know uh, especially the tv the computer you know at least you can control what's going on and put restriction but <laughs> the shit that i saw through cable television that scarred me because i was a very open heart kid that just never learned to uh, to grow all right let's go back to uh, my mom's story so my sister and I grew up in front of the television and we were really close and we were really good kids. My mom brags about that on how she could fall asleep, take a nap and wake up and we'd be at the exact same place playing and kind of watching TV. Like the TV was always on, kind of family. And my mom would be cleaning, being productive, you know, making dinner, lunch. Like she was very much, you know, what you would want out of mom. Like doing your laundry and being on top of things and being on top of the bills and just a good like family somebody to have around so that your household works in order but then when we were i would say i was seven or eight my mom got um, menopause but she didn't know it she got it young because of uh, something in your her uterus or something i'm not too sure but i remember she would come home and just be angry did you do your homework and we'd be like yes did you clean the house yes and did no 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 and she would and then go to your room and we'd go to our room and me and my sister would talk like so i'm so happy that i had my sister but again i never learned to defend myself my sister was always there to protect me and i remember talking about it and but anyways after i don't know for us it seemed like it lasted a long time but i i don't really talk about it with my mom but uh, she she figured it out, and she went to see the doctor, and they did something about it, and, you know, like, menopause stuff. And then, boom, she was kind of back to her still very high-stress, high-volume... Oh, my mom has a voice like a cat. Like, uh, it's just a very... Unfortunately, I love her with all my heart, but it's not... It's annoying. Like, it's a voice that... If you'd be working at a customer service and you would have that woman on the other side, you'd be like, okay, woman, what can I do to get you off my phone? Anything. And she, it's true. Like my mom would call Sears and whatever and get whatever she wants. Like my teachers. It's just she, such a dominant woman and a 
the voice oh my god like everybody talks about it that voice and uh, love you if ever you're listening to this so I uh, I grew up with this type of things and um, I want to continue the story because it's so beautiful so other than that like always there for my school trips always there for me to get help if I needed help from tutoring my sister or whatever and she would push my sister to help me do my homework and I really learned to cheat my way through life I cheated through high school I cheated through it's insane I learned how to cheat so well um, and I was proud of that when I was young but now I, th I really feel like I know nothing which was a curse for a long time because I felt dumb and inadequate but now it's kind of a blessing with spirituality you know, I know nothing, so it's perfect. Um, <laughs> funny enough. So when it came to schoolwork, though, I always had to have good school or else my mom would flip out. I had friends around the house all the time because my mom supported that. But when I was alone with my mom, we would fight a lot. Like we had the same kind of character of I was lazy and, well, she was not lazy, but I had developed a laziness. But I don't know, like we... She saw something in me, I guess. Um, to say that, I feel like there's a lot of traumas that I've created in my own life. To my own, like I created those traumas because I was weak. It's nothing to my mom. My mom did the best that she could, just like I'm doing the best as I can with Dahlia. And I feel like I'm failing. A hundred percent, I feel like I'm failing. A hundred percent. But let's continue. So then... Uh, when I was a flight attendant, uh, my mom got uh, really sick. She uh, she had to have her uh, she had Crohn's disease and she had to have her big intestine removed or her small or whatever and her rectum. So she has a bag, and that was insane. Like she almost died so many times because she was allergic to she is allergic to penicillin, so nothing was uh, anyways. And after that. I don't know if it was before or after, but my dad got uh, cancer in his kidney. And then my mom just switched. I saw my mom from one day to another because I was in Toronto, so I didn't see her for like six months at a time. But for me, I saw her from being a high-stress, high-level you know, like everything has to be about life and cleanliness and like... You know, human connection at the end when we have time, you know, when we watch TV or whatever, to and really getting angry all the time, to never getting angry, like never, and always being supportive with my dad now. Instead of ordering him around, it's like it was a communication. Oh, yeah, my mom was the boss, meaning my dad did everything. I remember coming home, and my dad would come home from work, and she'd be like, hey, I need the kitchen clean and uh, painted. And he would fucking do it and stay up until 8. And I would, I'd be, as a teenager, I'm like, what the fuck? That created so much drama. Like, my dad and my mom are so productive that, I hated it so much because I was not and I felt so much shame inside my heart that I created. Anyways, I created so much trauma in my life. Um, so my parents did the best they could. I was so proud of my mom. But to say like one event, one event can change your entire life and set it on a course of beauty, connection, love, family, 
growth, you know. And my dad survived. He got his kidney removed, and knock on wood, he's been good. Um, <laughs> but my dad, he's a, uh, he's one that, he's always close to death. I find like, and he, it's not even his fault. So he had this kidney thing, and then he had a mole on his back that turned out that was melanoma, and he got it removed. When I was young, one time my girlfriend had a, a boyfriend and he came with his three-wheeler and it was broken and my dad was trying to help him fix it so he removed the spark plug and my dad had a blowtorch and he was trying to dry out the motor and for whatever reason the boyfriend thought he heard my dad say crank and my dad had a blowtorch in front of the spark plug opening to dry out the inside because it was flooded and when you crank the motor, gas just shoots out of the motor and my dad catches on fire. Like the three-wheeler was on fire, the wall was on fire, and my dad was on fire like his coat. So anyways, my, the, the boyfriend goes and helped my dad and my dad had no uh, eyebrow for like a month. So he had no emotion on one side of his eyes, of his face. For a month, it was really funny. And then like a couple of years after, he was working at the shop and uh, the guy says, look up. And he looks up, and there's a metal pipe that falls, and it lands right around his eyes like it was a like six inch, I guess. And lucky enough, it just hit the bone all around of his eyes and did not hit his eyes, did not, like, break any bone, but, like, a big metal rod. <laughs> he had a black eye for a while and a, a patch. It was crazy. Like, everybody was like, oh, my God. Again, a couple of years passes. He's uh, changing a fuse uh, at his work, and the fuse is one of these old ones where you have to unplug. And he was holding on to a pipe because he works in a cement company, and there's just like metal pipes, and he was just holding on for support. And while he was removing the, removing the fuse and untying it, the fuse got a connection, a live wire, and my dad was connected to the pipe with his other hand, so now electricity was going through him, and it was sucking in him, sucking it him in he could not let go so for a long time like electricity was passing to him and he's telling me the story of like he, he could feel his heart like palpitating like crazy like not regularly and he knew that all he needed to do was to let go of his legs so that he could fall and then he could let go but he couldn't even fall because his legs were paralyzed so he tried as best as he can to make himself fall and he did he fell and he let go and he survived like he keeps having accidents like that when he was young uh, he was uh, going to go get some uh, chip whatever like at the grocery store my mom wanted him to go to the corner store and it was winter and it was ice and he lived on a dirt road and as he was going on the, <laughs> the dirt road it was uh, raining ice and he, uh, there was a train track and as he was going with the car and he saw the train coming and back then there was no lights or anything so he just saw the train coming and he pressed on the brake but the car just started to slide and like pure ice so then he was really close he said that he saw the train's light through the sunroof and he decided to gun it because like it was that or nothing like he was getting hit so he just decided to floor it and he managed to get out of uh, the train's way he had to stop he said he was so scared he got out of the car his legs were shaking and he went down on four legs and he couldn't walk like his legs he, like he died like the train is going full speed that's my dad and uh, still he's alive and um, 
I, I wish him the best because that's another tearing, a fear that I've got in my heart is the Beznev family. They have a lot of cancer and ah, as it put so much trauma in my life growing up, like the fear of death because of my dad's past. I never knew my grandpa. He died, uh, I think, the year I was born or something like that of colon cancer. Supposedly, he was a great man. Um, so, yeah, I saw my mom change from being angry to not angry. And now me, uh, as I saw that, I was a person that was, I am a person that is angry. I'm like, oh, my God, when is it going to be my day to wake up from this anger and for it to be gone like the other day I had a scare because I when I heard my daughter cough with that croup I got so I cried for 15 minutes openly as if I was in Peru you know uh, full of spirituality and I was so proud of myself but still today as my daughter was crying I could not support her because she was she was creating trauma instead of like she was being weak about it and I I don't know how to teach her to because I can't even teach myself because I'm waiting even though I've got all the knowledge in the world the anger still comes up and I lose my patience and uh, and I'm thinking I'm going to be honest with you guys I'm thinking it's the cannabis and I have to go through the hump of just because I do it too often I'm so tired and this to admit this on a podcast man that sucks but uh, it has to be right I'll have to try it again I love you guys so much thank you for listening and uh, I'm happy I went with you guys on this journey with the the story of my mom, my dad. You know, I'm sure we all have traumas that got, but it's crazy how it's not their fault, it's not our fault, it's nobody's fault. And I've been listening to uh, Supernatural lately, and I, I've, you know, I've always listened to it back then, but this time around, because I see a lot of uh, my illusion right I see mother everything I see is like meant to be because I really see that me being in this frustrating life or whatever I want to call it this blessed beautiful full of emotion life you can see it a million ways um, it's so not my fault like it's crazy how there's nothing you can do like you are meant to be where you are right now no matter how it sucks and that's cool because really man if we continue this journey on spirituality really more and more feeling the more intense the feeling the better it feels like Ramdas talks about it all the time when there's a lot of chaos and you're in the right state of mind man the energy is beautiful it just runs up your spine from the bottom to the top and you close your eyes and you breathe through it and it's like you're on mushroom man but just life like chaos you go downtown New York you close your eyes like I can just imagine how much energy you could mm, just because you're seeing it the right way you're not seeing it as you know you're Ah, and I know the knowledge and I know that I'm going to continue and this thing on the podcast so thank you but anyways uh, Supernatural 
they're at the part where uh, God is kind of fucking with Sam and Dean, right? Because God just wants a good story. He wants us to succeed and like we have our own decisions to make right and when he gives us a challenge and we succeed i think he gets happy and when we fail i think he's like i'm gonna get you more man i'm gonna get you until you 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 get so down that you'll fucking be happy then like yeah, i'll show you how cruel i can be i guess or how not cruel but like maybe cruel <laughs> like I'm saying like a lot because I'm so sad about it. But I don't think so. You know, it's meant to be. We're here to learn. But wow, what a crazy journey. Thank you for coming. Monkey and Frank for life. Love you all. This is insane. <laughs> And see you later.